to the King Eternal, Immortal, Invisible, to God, who alone is wise, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Our text this morning comes from Psalm 22, selected verses. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me and from the words of my groaning? But I am a worm and no man, a reproach of men and despised by the people. All those who see me ridicule me. They shoot out the lip. They shake the head, saying, He trusted in the Lord. Let him rescue him. Let him deliver him, since he delights in him. Be not far from me, for trouble is near, for there is none to help. My strength is dried up like a potsherd. My tongue clings to my jaws. You have brought me to the dust of death, for dogs have surrounded me. The congregation of the wicked has enclosed me. They pierced my hands and my feet. They divide my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. But you, O Lord, do not be far from me. O my strength, hasten to help me. I will declare your name to my brethren. In the midst of the assembly, I will praise you. A posterity shall serve him. It will be recounted of the Lord to the next generation. They will come and declare his righteousness to the people who will be born, that he has done this. In the name of Jesus Christ, who entered the earthly Jerusalem in humility, so that we might enter a heavenly Jerusalem in glory, dear fellow redeemed. Nowadays, it's very easy to find out what the weather forecast is going to look like. You can turn on the radio or watch TV. You could look online or even download an app to your phone. Today, for example, my phone told me that we can expect temperatures in the low 40s and 10 mile per hour winds uh, with a good chance of rain. But before cell phones and before the internet, before TV, even before radio, how could one predict what was coming? The Farmer's Almanac was the answer for many. Using a secret method, possibly involving sunspots and planetary alignment and tidal patterns, the Farmer's Almanac boasts the ability to predict coming weather patterns 16 months out with an 85 to 80 to 85% accuracy. They started being published in 1881, and you can still go down to Dollar General and pick one up today. Being able to look ahead and predict what is coming is a useful skill, and especially so when we look at Jesus' redeeming work on Calvary. For the peoples of Jesus' day, Psalm 22 would have been an extremely useful and detailed prediction of what would become of the carpenter's son, Jesus of Nazareth. And for us today, it is a powerful testament to our salvation being one according to plan and provides a useful study on the humiliation and exaltation of God's son. So our theme today will be Psalm 22, an almanac for atonement. It predicted punishment, it predicted praise, 
and it predicted passing down. May the Spirit grant us, salva- grant us the salvation we seek through the study of his scriptures. So today is Palm Sunday, which may lead you to wonder why Psalm 22 was selected for our meditation. It seems to talk more about the events of Good Friday than Palm Sunday. But what's the point of Palm Sunday? We get very excited about Palm Sunday as a celebration of Jesus' majesty and glory. And while people who, the people who threw down palm branches before him shouted, Hosanna to the son of David, may have had the wrong idea about the mission of the Messiah had come to fulfill, their praise was certainly warranted. Jesus was the son of David, the anointed one. Hosanna in Hebrew means save now. And Jesus had come to save now. But we must not forget that in the midst of celebrating, of the celebrating and the joyful cries of the crowds, Palm Sunday signals the beginning of Holy Week, which would lead Jesus to Gethsemane, to the high priest court, to the praetorium, to Golgotha, and to the tomb of Joseph, Joseph of Arimathea. It's very similar to what happens with Christmas. Everyone is so excited to ponder the birth of the Christ child that seldom do we consider that that child, wrapped in swaddling clothes, would one day be wrapped in burial linens. We sing hymns on Palm Sunday that sound very much like victory marches, and we put off thinking about the cost of our victory. That's why Psalm 22 is so perfect for us to consider today, because it keeps our focus on where it ought to be. It keeps it on the cross. And as we use our almanac of atonement here in this psalm, our view is tempered, tempered against being overly celebratory this Palm Sunday and ignoring the terrible things that awaited Christ in Jerusalem. Or overly sorrowful and ignoring that those terrible th- what those terrible things mean to us. Like an almanac that predicts a wet spring, you may be tempted to dislike that prediction, But if it comes true, that means more green, beautiful life to come. April showers bring May flowers after all. There's a balance, isn't there? Two sides of one coin. And you see that in the selected verses of Psalm 22 for our consideration, this is a Psalm of David where he is very clearly writing from the perspective of Christ written by inspiration of the Spirit and incredibly prescient. The first 18 verses of the psalm lay out a brilliant, in brilliant clarity all that Jesus would suffer. Shame, hatred, pain, forsakenness. And we can contrast that with the events of Palm Sunday that we read in, read in our gospel text, Mark 11. The praise of the crowds Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the kingdom of our father David that comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Now compare that to the mockery of verse 8 in our text. He trusted in the Lord. 
Let him rescue him. Let him deliver him, since he delights in him. We see Jesus being carried upon a donkey into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. From our uh, text, then they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their clothes on it, and he sat on it. Now compare that to the fatigue of spending hours on the cross in verse 15. My strength is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue clings to my jaws. You have brought me to the dust of death. See how the crowds gave their own clothes to pave the way for Jesus. Many spread their clothes on the road, and others cut down leafy branches from the trees and spread them on the road. And compare that to the impending doom of soldiers divvying up Jesus' clothes because dead men don't need clothes in verse 18. They divide my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. Incredible detail that the Spirit records to us through David. It predicts punishment for Jesus. A thousand years before Jesus was born, already his fate was determined by the Father. Even Palm Sunday was part of Jesus' humiliation, not his exaltation. Coming down to the city of God, Holy Zion, he lamented over its hard-heartedness. Being carried into the city on a lowly donkey, being praised by his people, Israel, because they misunderstood what he came to do. As Psalm 22 predicted, Jesus came to Jerusalem to be punishment for sin. But Psalm 22 also predicts praise, and not the misplaced praise of Jerusalem, which was given in hopes that Jesus would deliver Israel from Rome. Again, from the perspective of Christ, David writes in verses 19 and 22. But you, O Lord, do not be far from me. O my strength, hasten to help me. I will declare your name to my brethren. In the midst of the assembly, I will praise you. Jesus knew that everything was happening according to his Father's perfect plan. All of the predictions of the Old Testament prophets, another almanac of atonement, were coming true, not with 80 to 85% accuracy, but with 100% accuracy. Write down to Zechariah's prophecy, quote, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. He is just in having salvation, lowly in riding on a donkey, a colt, the foal of a donkey. There would be praise, no doubt about it, praise to the son of Palm Sunday, Praise to the Father for Jesus on Monday, Thursday. And even as he prayed in Gethsemane, that prayer is recorded for us in detail in John 17. He said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son that your Son may glorify you, as you have given him authority over all flesh that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. And... In Luke 22, we hear that the Father did send him strength, as was referenced in verse 19 of our text. Then an angel appeared to him from heaven, 
strengthening him. So praise is warranted on Palm Sunday. Today, we commemorate the beginning of the most important week in history. Everything that the Lord had promised has, was coming to pass. The Messiah of God had come to be our sacrifice. The predictions of Psalm 22, our almanac of atonement, would come to pass so that our sins might be paid for through his suffering. Jesus glorified his father by his obedience to the law. Jesus praised his father through his earthly ministry by preaching the mercy of God in the forgiveness of transgressions. There were those on Palm Sunday who cried out, Hosanna, for the wrong reasons, but we cry, Hosanna, save now, today, for the right ones in light of God's revealed word. Save now, Lord. Save now, Jesus. Fulfill the prophecies, suffer the punishment, and rise again to show us the victory over death. Save now, Lord, from doubt and from despair. Save now, Lord, from fear and shame. And we praise him because these petitions are answered in Christ. We spread our clothes and palms before him, our work and our lives, our prayers and our praise. We lay these at the feet of our conquering king so that the son brings praise to his father. We praise the son and the father. And how do we do that? There are many ways. We do it when we join together in worship and sing hymns to the glory of God. We do that by preaching the word to those around us and supporting the spread of the gospel overseas. And we do it as we pass down these blessed truths, just as Psalm 22 predicted in verse 30. Posterity will serve him. Future generations will be told about the Lord. They will proclaim his righteousness, declaring to people yet unborn, he has done it. What a bold prediction the Spirit made through David. The Almanac of Atonement foretold how the next generation would serve the Lord, and the next, and the next, for a thousand years until the time of Jesus. The Word was preserved by the power and love of God until its time of its fulfillment in Christ. Fathers and mothers teaching sons and daughters the wondrous love of Jehovah in his faithful promises. Priests and elders teaching the next generation the Psalms and the prophets and the writings so that the faith of one generation becomes the faith of the next through the sanctifying work of the Spirit. Shortly after Jesus entered Jerusalem on Palm Sunday, when he was healing the blind and the lame in the temple, we read, in Matthew 21. But when the chief priests and scribes saw the wonderful things that he did and the children crying out to the, in the temple and saying, Hosanna to the son of David, they were indignant and said to him, do you hear what these are saying? And Jesus said to them, yes, have you never read out of the mouth of babes and of nursing infants, you have perfected praise. 
And the children have been crying out Hosanna for 2,000 years since, so that today the word still stands among us in all its truth and purity, just as predicted. Predicting the future is a tough business. Ask economist Irving Fisher, who on October 16, 1929, just 13 days before Black Tuesday, the stock market collapse that ushered in the Great Depression, said, stocks have reached what looks to be a permanently high plateau. Or in World War I, French General Ferdinand Foch, who remarked, airplanes are interesting toys, but they have no military value. Or King George II, who in 1773 offhandedly said, the American colonies have little stomach for revolution. But when it comes to Psalm 22, or the events of Palm Sunday, or any other recorded word of God, we see predictions perfected in the perfect work of Christ, resulting in our forgiveness. And so when we feel lost, doubtful, or worried, we can go straight to God's Almanac of Atonement. In it, we will see the punishment for sin predicted to fall upon the perfect Son of God and its fulfillment. In it, we see the prediction of praise and its fulfillment among the crowds, among the children, and among us today. And in it, we see the prediction of passing down generation after generation faithfully being gifted the words of eternal life and passing it on to the sal next to the salvation of souls. When we cry out, Hosanna, save now, on this Palm Sunday, that's a request and a prediction, one which we can have utmost confidence in because Jesus entered Jerusalem the first Palm Sunday carried on a lowly donkey so that we may enter a heavenly Jerusalem carried on the glory of Jesus' righteousness. Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Amen.